absolutely not is normalizing the standard, period. If you bring the whole table, then you can sit with us. We're bringing all the uncomfy combos and creating an unapologetic space to drive the culture forward respectfully. Cause it seems like everyone wants to keep their opinions in the comment section. Absolutely not. What is up world? It's your girl Alora and we're back again with Absolutely Not the Podcast hosted by yours truly, a girl with unpopular opinions. Today we have my favorite guest, Jen C. Will. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for coming back. Um, so today I kind of just wanted to have a very nonviolent discussion around the topic of submission. Uh, this is something that has been talked about a lot on social media, especially by people like Kevin Samuels and Andrew Tate. And I kind of just wanted to have a very peaceful dialogue about this with you. I'm with, I'm ready for this. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I like your shirt, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> you guys don't forget to get out and vote. Hopefully by the time you see this, we have a new governor. Well, Abbott better watch his back. <laughs> <laughs> so first things first, I kind of just want to talk about the actual definition of submission and what not only what it means, but what the world has made it mean. So submission, I quote, means ready to conform to authority or will, meekly obedient or passive. So what do you get from that? I think that that definition is a way to represent control mm-hmm. of some person or a group of people. Um, to me, it's not aligned with my faith Mm -hmm. i believe that the word submissive in the dictionary definition i assume is what you got um really doesn't represent what we see and what we hear a lot of evangelicals or even these misogynistic men (laughs) appear to be what a relationship or marriage is supposed to be Mm -hmm. to me when we look at that definition, it's more about a relationship between a child and an adult Mm -hmm. where you're having an obedient person submit themselves to the authoritative figure. Mm -hmm. That's not what marriage or any relationship should be about. And to me, it doesn't represent my faith. I know that there are evangelicals out there who so holy in their ways, believe that this is the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we look at what we see and evidence in the Bible that that was not what God created women and men to have the relationship that they have um, be supportive by a submissive nature. Absolutely. And in the Bible, Adam was created first, yes. But God created... In a version of yes. the Bible. Not all biblical versions support that theory. Interesting. Yes. Enlighten me. So there are versions of the Bible that represent that men and women were created at the same time Mm -hmm. because mankind was created. Mm -hmm. So the rib taken out, that is not seen in all versions of the Bible. Interesting. But one thing that is translated across all versions is that both men and women were created in the likeness of God. Correct. So we were both created to reflect God himself. Yes. And I feel like that's something that is easily skewed um, within 
people groups because people like to say that men were the only gender that was actually created in the likeness of God. We have to also see that the patriarchy is upheld in the Bible, but that doesn't mean that it's biblical. It doesn't mean that historically that that's what was supposed to happen. We have to also understand who wrote the Bible Mm -hmm. and the books of the Bible. Absolutely. And the time periods that we are looking at, you have some that are centuries apart. You have to look at the context in order to understand where patriarchy came in and why it came in. And I definitely agree with you on that because you can really tell that the Bible was written from a patriarchal standpoint because you hear about the Jezebels and a lot of the women in the Bible that were like the bad girls, but you don't hear much of Esther or even Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, they're either talked Mary. about, yeah. yeah, either Mary. They're talked about slightly, but not often. And I feel like it's the same way in popular culture. The light is shed on girls who don't really fit the mold or that are considered bad girls. And we don't really shine light on the ones that are doing the right things or what's perceived as right. Now, I don't have anything against like the Proverbs Proverbs 31 woman um, and where we talk about how her household is ran and the light that the Bible puts on her is that of a good girl, right? So yes. we, we all, if we went to Bible school, we are supposed to strive to be <laughs> yeah, this Proverbs, Proverbs 31, 31 woman. woman. Um, but even with that, she, she has her own say. She has her own thing that she's doing mm-hmm. outside of her husband. Yeah. So and looking at that on both sides, you can see that. That's her. That's supposed to be what a relationship looks like, mm-hmm. and you, I don't see that submissive, authoritative figure in her husband in the in that scripture. That's exactly what I was gonna say. In that particular scripture, her husband isn't talked about much. You hear about her being a philanthropist or an entrepreneur. She kind of has her own thing going for herself, and she is the hero of her own story. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a man swoop in to come and save her. He's pretty much a supporting actor. Like he falls on the back burner he's not somebody that's often talked about and what i find really disheartening about the proverbs 31 woman not necessarily the scripture but how it's talked about in different churches Mm. they want everyone to strive to be a proverbs 31 woman not because that's who we should all be and who we should all reflect but it's something that they want us to portray because they want us to that's the that's the mold you have to fit into in order to get a man. Yeah. Well, the traditional family woman, because in Proverbs 31, it talks about how her, her children uplift her. Mm-hmm. So we know she's a mother mm-hmm. as well. And that is actually going against, to me, our free will. Mm-hmm. If Jesus himself didn't have his own family, a wife and children, then and we're in our likeness on him, it's okay for us not to. Mm-hmm. But even stepping out of Christianity and looking at other world religions, you do see that patriarchal, that it's same, the same message. Across the board. Yeah, across the board. Mm-hmm. You're going to see that. Buddhism, not so much. Hinduism, not so much. Mm-hmm. But Islam, we see it. And even in spirituality, because in spirituality, there's talks of goddesses. And I think in some cultures or some religions that they do believe that the woman is God, which 
growing up, I used to think that was out of order just because of how I was taught growing up Christian. But now it makes a whole lot of sense considering the fact that God is the only person that can bring life into this world. But then if you look at the other side of that, same as with the woman, she's she's the only person that can bring life into this world. And even in the Bible, you see Mary had a baby without a man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see how that... The bearer of life mm-hmm. is what women represent. And that the fact that we have that capability and men don't, <laughs> I think that we kind of did get this wrong. But a lot of like Native American religions, you are going to see the matriarchs. Mm-hmm. A lot of indigenous, other indigenous tribes around the world that we see, even ancient in ancient Africa, you have a tribe that's never seen the modern man Mm -hmm. and there are matriarchs in this village as well. So when you have so many world cultures that naturally went to a matriarch Mm -hmm. and then we have civilization that went towards a patriarch, it does conflict. Yeah. And we have to be able to find our truth in ourselves. And we're in a, we're living in a time this is unprecedented where women have access to land and their own bank account and mm-hmm. their own job. Our grandmothers didn't have the opportunities that we've had yeah. from day one, mm-hmm. right? You do see a lot of male-dominated fields still that yeah. do need to be broken, but we've come so far. I agree. And when you look at where modern women are today, we're happy single And I think we are dating the men who don't necessarily expect us to submit. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, When a man, number one, I've never dated a man who mentioned that because I wouldn't date him. But (laughs) if a man was, you know, to go that route where he feels like he needs a woman to submit and he says that and those words come out of his mouth, the next question would be, what does that mean? Because you... Telling me what to do is not what submissive means. Exactly. I think submission just means allowing yourself to be in control or allowing yourself to be controlled. Many like to argue that submission is compromise, but to me, submission means putting your needs and desires below someone else's. Just so for me, like that's an absolutely not. That's not something that I can do personally. (laughs) Yeah. Especially with in dating, like there are guys like who don't, actually come out and say like I need a woman who submits but you can tell by their actions and just like the different words that they put together that that's what they mean and I can't mess with those kind of guys either they want you to live in their shadow Mm -hmm. and And I can't do that that's the part (laughs) I've never been able to live in anybody's shadow and my parents didn't raise me that way and they can blame my parents for letting me have my full personality. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's one of the most beautiful things about us, the fact that we're able to live outside of someone's shadow. And I hate when I see those posts on Twitter, like behind every man is X, Y, Z. Last thing I'm gonna be is behind any man. Yeah. I will be next to or in front of, okay? I will be in front. (laughs) (laughs) Front and center for everyone to see. With there being more female CEOs and executives and even women just like dominating the Olympics, um, I feel like times have really changed and this whole submissive dynamic needs to go with the past times. 
part of the way that they are controlling our bodies is a way to keep us submissive too, though, mm-hmm. because then we're dependent on somebody else to help us raise this child that we were one not expecting and two are forced to carry. Absolutely keeps us kind of tied to the man. Mm-hmm. And to me, in my opinion, there's a lot of relationships that are happening right now that immediately change the moment pregnancy comes into the picture. Yeah, and men change. A lot of times in that realm because they see that a woman is dependent on him mm-hmm. and some men either rise and some men crumble in that moment and in situations like that i noticed that there are a lot of men that manipulate that dependency like mm-hmm. they allow you to be dependent on them but only so that they can manipulate you and that's just not a situation that i would ever want to be put in child or not yeah, that is that is one of those situations that, to me, I see a lot of girls falling into. Mm-hmm. Um, young girls, specifically. Um, but I also have friends who, I think I said this last time, who are just so desperate to have a child and a family that they decided to settle for the man who was in front of them mm-hmm. to keep up with the Joneses, right? And to have their house, to have their backyard, but they're still miserable. They yeah. thought that it was going to be happiness. I know girls who, that's what they want to do. They want to, quote unquote, submit, do whatever he tells you to do. I think that, and I'm going to say this, when I'm in love, I'm a whole different person. Okay. <laughs> I do think that I'm naturally someone who's going to let a man lead if I see he can lead. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's very rare for yeah. me um, to have that encounter with myself. Um, but I, when I do have that encounter with myself, it's very natural. It's not anxious, like, should I do it? Should I not? Mm-hmm. No, it's like, do this. Take care of him because he's doing what he needs to do. But it comes with respect for Absolutely. me. I have to have respect. And a lot of these men... Don't have respect. They don't have respect. No. They just want to control you like they would their children. Mm -hmm. They want to control what you wear. They want to control what you look like. And for me, that's an absolutely not. Um, One thing that I've noticed too is that like even in other cultures, that is the same thing across the board, controlling what women wear, controlling how we look, and social media as well. And I feel like once that goes away too, women can fully step into who they're destined to be. Absolutely. It's sad, though. We see women like in Iran and we see women around the world who have been killed because mm-hmm. they are not listening to the men around them. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a culture war, war that I'm seeing between us, women our age, and men who are used to women. That same dynamic. Yeah women submit, submitting to them and it doesn't even have to be your woman they're walking up to women in the street right now mm-hmm. and telling them if they don't have their coverings on then they're going to be reporting them these women are being dragged out and what bothers me about that is why should i have to change how i look and how i dress because some man is a creep that's the that's, that's got nothing to do with me. It's the patriarchy. I mean, even we see it in schools right now where they girls tell you you can't wear yeah anything that shows your shoulder or you can't wear a halter neck. Your back can't be showing. Like, what is sexy about a back? I, I mean, I built mine in the gym though. But even like young girls are being subjected to that. I went to 
a high school here in Dallas last week. Um, we were meeting there, just some education policy stuff. And I, they thought I was a student. And I'm in line with these girls. <laughs> and they're like, uh-uh, you shouldn't be wearing that. You should, you should know not to wear that. And literally, these girls were in jeans and a T-shirt. Midriff is not showing. And I'm like, it gave me flashbacks from when I was in high school. Yeah, and they were doing always the having same. to check yourself for dress code. Yeah. And like, even in life, um, whenever I leave my house, I mean, y'all know, like, I'm a hot girl in my core. But now um, that I move around a lot by myself, I notice that I think twice about the things that I put on. Like, is this going to make me get too much attention? Mm-hmm. Is this going to attract a weirdo? Oh, you do that? Absolutely. I do not do that. Girl, not on purpose, but like sometimes I just don't want to go through the trouble. Yeah, I get it. I I feel like (laughs) I've lost that. Um, (laughs) Probably post-college, I lost that. You'll lose it eventually. No, I used to not care. And now like whenever I leave the house, I've noticed that I start to feel uncomfortable in things that like aren't fully covering. Well, you don't feel comfortable, then that's, that's separate to me. You're not thinking necessarily about how people are perceiving you, are you? No. Okay, so then that's fine. If you don't feel comfortable, you got to feel comfortable. So it might be because you're getting older and you're like, what I was wearing here, I can't wear now. Yeah. That's different to me. I think you're still not dressing for somebody else. I think that's the key to make sure that you stay grounded in that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, one of the last things that I wanted to touch on is – do you feel that us or this submissive dynamic that's been pushed into all the cultures is a direct reflection of the curse that God put on us in Genesis? I think that there is a misunderstanding between men and women, and that's the curse mm-hmm. that he we were going to have our arguments, our disagreements as men and women. Um, I think it is a reflection because we are trying to hold one group accountable and the other group is doing whatever they want. Yeah. You know, without any accountability. Yeah. Without any sort of disciplinary action. And I, I've seen that portrayed in a lot of cultures as well Mm -hmm. outside of just the Bible Mm -hmm. and even in politics and in popular culture. Oh, they say that um, in politics, women only still make up 28% of politicians in the U.S. specifically. Um, And that's because a lot of these misogynistic men, they want to vote for other men, Mm -hmm. right? And if you look at the 2016 election, we saw why the other side wasn't supported fully Mm -hmm. and a lot of people is because she's a woman Mm -hmm. and the leadership roles that a woman who went to harvard law (laughs) we don't have to even prove it but it's a man who's been bankrupt three times yeah and is it was impeached twice i mean you know what i think i think that that mishap happened simply because while she might have been respected here in the united states Mm -hmm. i feel like everyone else in other countries wouldn't have respected her because the same dynamic follows in every country but she was secretary of state like she was having conversations with world leaders and they were respecting her well she wasn't the president and she wasn't the president but she was having 
she's a diplomat even before she ran. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You look at her, you look at Hillary, and you look at Michelle. Both of them are intelligent women who have held their own, Mm -hmm. who've also, I mean, their husbands were presidents, Mm -hmm. right? And when you look at the two of them, they're the most educated first ladies that we've ever had. But we're not giving them the credit. And I feel like that happens in everything, Mm -hmm. with everything in life. Women never get the credit that they deserve. Like in the Bible, when Abraham (laughs) birthed a nation, they forgot to tell the rest of the story that Mm -hmm. Sarah was a part of that as well. And even in other stories of the Bible, like with David and Bathsheba, Bathsheba was looked upon as the adulterer when David played a part in that as well. Right. We shame women Mm -hmm. so easily. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for having this discussion with me. And I hope to see you back next week. Absolutely. Thank (laughs) you for having me. This was fun. Thank you so much for tuning in to Absolutely Not the Podcast, hosted by yours truly, a girl with unpopular opinions. Be sure to tune in every week for episodes featuring some of your favorite topics. Stay tuned.